ball. The flag stays down. Heaney! Oh! They scored again! It's Davis again! It's job done now! Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Northern Ireland Podcast. And myself, Adam Johnson and Andy McComb, and your two latest Northern Ireland kit models. Nice, isn't it? Very nice. I'm a big fan. Big, big fan. I'm a big fan, yeah. No, there's there's been mixed reviews, but mostly positive from what I can see. I well, I think it's definitely got that like vintagey look with modern, so it's kind of ticking both boxes for me. It's one of my favorite ones for the last few years. Do you reckon? Yeah, well, people didn't really like the Euros kit, and then obviously that. But then it's kind of flipped on its head, and now everyone looks at that going, "Wow, I iconic, iconic yeah. now, class." So if we get to the Euros next bad boy, it's gonna be iconic. You just never know. And uh, obviously this week we have two massive games coming up and we have the opportunity for you, the listeners, to be here for that game against the Netherlands on Saturday and here's how you can find out how you can enter. Harlan's just going to give away two tickets to the Netherlands game this Saturday. All you have to do is comment below with a dog emoji and hit the subscribe button on the Northern Ireland YouTube page. <laughs> and I'm just checking for glue here. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. So as we just said, obviously there's two massive games coming up in our Euro 2020 qualifying group. Netherlands here on Saturday, followed by Germany out in Frankfurt. Two two massive games in the hope of obviously making Euro 2020. And then there's always that caveat of the playoffs still in still in uh, kind of limbo. Exactly. So we're going to be talking to people from inside the camp to give you an insight into those games. Um, because really you want to hear from them. You don't want to hear from us two clients, do you? No. Exactly. So someone that knows what they're talking about is going to be coming up. But also we have a special treat for you right at the end of the, the show. And Adam's going to demonstrate a little clue on who we're talking about here. Come on. Ah. It's a little guest with a massive following that has captured the hearts of Northern Ireland. And I'm not just talking about now again. Oh, I thought it was now. No, I oh. wish. No. But anyway, find out who that is at the very end. But for now, let's go inside the camp. Hi, so Stuart, thank you for your time on the Northern Ireland podcast. Um, first of all, tell us what's it kind of been like this week, obviously off the back of Michael's announcement. Um, how's the players doing, how are you all doing, how are you doing yourself? It's been alright, it's been obviously coming into the week we didn't know uh, the full ins and outs of, of what was really going on, but he addressed the situation at the start of the week and for us nothing really changes this week to be honest. I think we, we just prepare the way we would for any normal game and uh, you know as far as we know if, if we are to reach a playoff in, in March he's still going to be here to take us so uh, as I say it's just business as usual but obviously there is you not asking us all the time what, you know, what are the media uh, you know if he does leave what it's going to be like but Obviously, when the announcement was made, it was one of disappointment because it's one that that we've everybody has a good relationship with him, uh, and uh, yeah, well, if he does decide to move on at, at whatever point it, that does come, uh, it'll be disappointing. But you know, he's he's done well here. He's the service chancer, and uh, we wish him well. Uh, the the response from the fans have been seemingly have been gutted, but they're, they're also seem to be quite grateful. What well, what's the reaction been like with the players? I think something similar. Uh, obviously, as, as I said before, a lot of us have a good relationship with them, and 
you know, but we think he's 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 earned the stripes, as they say. He's, he deserves his chance with a with a big club. And personally, for me, I think it's a great job for him. Uh, you know, Stoke are a big club. They're a good club, and they've a lot of good players there. And you know, Michael's going in there. They're not in a good position at the minute, but obviously, you've seen you've seen uh, his first game in charge that they're able to to get a win, and I think he'll have no problem. Uh, you know, changing things there and. And getting them right up the league again. Because Michael himself is obviously he's also <coughs> pointed you out personally um, about a player that he's been kind of most proud of. That's kind of gone through his setup. With you. I think yeah. he told us the story about when he first came to see you in the Bundesliga Irish Cup final, League Cup final for Crusaders. League Cup, yeah. Uh, um, when he first saw you play. So I mean, obviously you and him. Have I didn't play well that day. Though. No, he said that as well. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say that. But we still won the cup. So. <laughs> that's all I was. <laughs> I've, I actually haven't seen the interview, but some of the lads are keeping me going about it. I think he mentioned Josh as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that's that's nice to hear from from him. Uh, you know, I've had a good relationship with him. He brought me in. Uh, you know, I've been sort of a mainstay on his teams uh, since I've come into the squad, and he's been really good with me. Uh, you know, even when I wasn't playing at my club, he, he still picked me here. I was still playing here, and. And uh, you know, I, I love playing under him. Uh, he's probably one of the best managers I have played under. And and uh, as I say, if he does decide to move on further down the line, it'll be one of disappointment. But uh, you know, I count myself lucky that I've had the chance to work under him. Do you feel like you have developed as a player under Mike London? Definitely, yeah. I think he's he's shown a lot of faith in me. Uh, obviously, coming away here is a lot different from your club. Uh, the way we play and, and the style we play, but you know, he's he's, he's showed the belief in me that he's probably the, the first manager to play me in a wing-back role and, and it's it's stuck with me now, uh, you know I play that at my club on a regular occurrence, uh, more so a, a full-back position but as I say he showed a lot of faith in me, uh, you know playing me in different positions and uh, that's always good when a manager has that uh, you know belief in you and uh, as I say I've, I've, I've enjoyed working on them and uh, who knows what happens but hopefully it continues for a while longer. And moving on then, Michael, thinking about back to our last games, thinking about Holland, um, people have obviously talked about Josh's goal, but your uh, sheer strength has been forgotten here. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> true, true. Uh, I keep Josh going about that because he just thinks it's all about him, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, look, we knew we weren't going to get many chances in that game. Uh, we knew if we got one chance, we had to take it, and and you know that happens at, at this level of football, and especially against opposition like like Holland. Uh, I've managed to get the cross in, and and I probably should have been in when Fergie crossed the ball because I could have had a chance of of getting in before it was actually cleared. But I can't remember. The defender kicked it up in the air, and then I've gone to challenge it, and. Whatever's happened, whatever's happened, it's probably the only cross I put in, and, and up until that point, and uh, you know, thankfully Joyce has got free and and uh, managed to score. It's just a shame we couldn't hold on because even a draw there would have left us obviously going until Saturday, playing for a place in uh, in the Euros. You know? It's su such a, a tough result to take, especially after being in the lead, and I think. Fans sometimes can think players are almost like robots and they, they don't uh, oh, they don't, they don't show their well, yeah. they don't show their emotions <laughs> or things like that. But 
Was it was it just as gutting for you players? Absolutely, yeah. Of course it was, and I think after the game it was still a bit raw. And <clears throat> thinking back, I tried because obviously when we then had to turn our attention to Czech Republic, was it? Yes. Yeah, we had. We had so disappointing at the time. But whenever you get time then to look back on it, you think, wow! Like we watched the game back since we've come in this week. We've watched the game back, uh, the full game. And you're watching it and you're just counting down the minute. We're one nil up and then it's one each and then it's in the ninetieth minute and you're thinking, Wow, did we actually lose from this position? You know, it was gotten to watch it it was like a horror movie. it was just painful to watch, uh, the last from the ninetieth minute to the ninety fourth or whatever it was because we put so much into that game and uh there's a lot of tired legs, tired bodies out there, and we just couldn't get over the line. And if we had got a point there, it would have been an unbelievable result. Uh, probably one of this, not one of disappointment, but being in the position we were in, we gave ourselves a massive opportunity, and we just couldn't hang on to them. And for me personally, when that second goal went in, I didn't actually even see it. I was down under the tunnel. If you remember, uh, the tunnel shut. Yeah, yeah. I was down under the tunnel waiting to. Uh, I was had a Facebook live ready to go to the celebrations. Underneath the tunnel. Your fault, your squad. So I had it all ready, and all I heard was the big cheer, and I was just like, ah. That was the loudest their fans have been all night, because you don't want to hear our fans. But I don't know, it's a freak goal. It's, you'll probably never see something like that again, because he's, when the cross has come in, I don't know what he's done. It's, it's took a flick off, I think it was Flano's head, was it? I think a guy in front of him was maybe nicked off him and, and Tom's going to hit it and it's saying hit him on the top of the head and went over Johnny. It felt like it was in the air for about half an hour. Aye, and then he, whatever way he's, he's hit it, it spun, but on another day it spins out of play. And I think if you see Fergie's reaction and Johnny's as well, they think it's going out and somehow magically stays in. And yeah, Third goal is irrelevant because we're mm -hmm. pushing. Yeah. If, we don't concede that, you know what I mean? If we haven't conceded the second, we, don't, we obviously don't concede that kind of goal and uh, disappointment. But there's a lot of positives to take from it. I think when, when we watched it back, you can see the shape of our team. We didn't have a lot of the ball, but we didn't expect that. Uh, we don't claim to be the, the best team, but we make the best teams work very, very hard for, for, what, they, for, for what they want. And uh, yeah, disappointing, but we'll go again, Saturday. There's plenty of big teams out there that haven't been able to even hit 1-0 against uh, this Netherlands team. So mm -hmm. you have to have some sense of pride, I'm sure. We do, of course we do, but do you know what? Like People say, oh, you have to be proud of the performance and this, and we were to a certain extent, but we've earned the right to play on a big stage like that. We've earned the right to play against big teams like that. And, you know, we... I don't know what way to explain it, but we're... We deserve to be playing on stages like that from from our recent campaigns and, and how well we've really played. So, of course, we're proud of that, but we don't want people to feel sorry for us and think, you know, he's done well, uh, you know, just forget about it, take heart from whatever. We're, we're disappointed we didn't get something from that game. I think that shows how far we've come in recent years. And is that something in itself, kind of, from our point of view, is that, you, as you say there, people say, no, you know, we well, did well to. To get that close and whatnot, but actually, rather than thinking about the nine teams of the past, it's kind of like this team is its own team, and you, course, as, a, and you as your team, deserve to be that getting that close. I think, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
obviously after the last Euros campaign, a lot of people probably then wrote us off thinking they're not going to, you know, we've, we've been to a major tournament now, we're not going to continue that. Uh, and then we, we progressed and we were unfortunate not to qualify for the World Cup. And obviously this campaign again then, we have, you know, coming off the back of disappointment in the playoff, we had to go again. And we are our own team, uh, you know, Michael and his backroom team have worked really hard to, to build this, this squad that we have now. And, We've a lot of good young players coming through. Uh, you know, you look around the squad now, and if somebody comes off, there's somebody equally as strong coming on. And obviously, we don't have the the quality that, that other teams maybe possess. You know, we haven't a lot of players playing in the Premier League or whatever. But one thing we do have is a work rate and a determination to to be successful here. And uh, we've two games left now in this group, and, and hopefully, we can finish it as strongly as possible. Um, you'd have to, the best way to respond to the, the disappointment of the Netherlands was going out and getting the win against the Czech Republic and I think we can describe <coughs> that first half as rampant really, 3-0 uh, up and the shoes were all yeah, it's, Look, that's, uh, we quickly had to turn our attention, uh, obviously in, in international football you have two games in quick succession and, and we had to turn our attention until the Czech Republic game and I think obviously they come off the back of a good result against England. They made a few changes, but so did we. Uh, you know, we had, we had players coming into the team as well, and we were three 0 up at half time. And that, and to be honest, it could have been more. And then obviously the second half, uh, you know, they've come in. That they've got two goals, but it's a good result for us. It it, it was an important win for us because we didn't want to be going there and you know and coming off with a with a bad result or a, a defeat. Uh, you know, obviously off the back of Germany and Holland, and and then going back into Germany and Holland, you, you wanted to break that that cycle up or whatever. Uh, yeah, so it was important we went there and not only put on a performance but uh, got a win, and you know we were able to do that. And then obviously big double header coming up. Nothing like playing Holland and Germany in the space yeah. of a few days. Um, how are the players looking at this? Obviously, there's the whole playoffs scenario going on in the background, but do you just find that? I think it's. I don't know, the playoff situation, I think you've just got to sort of forget about that because nobody knows what's going on. I, I honestly don't understand it. I don't know whether... you okay? Sorry, yeah. Sorry, we've got a little problem here. <laughs> I've seen, I seen that falling about 10 minutes ago. That's Class. why I looked around. Class. I played Dave, he was filling that side. Like. So we're going to have to do this again? No, that's right. Because as long as we have you... I wasn't doing it anyway. <laughs> as long as we uh, have you... What were we talking about? The double header? Yeah, this playoff situation. Are we still going here, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, The playoff situation, obviously, nobody knows. Well, I don't know anyway. Uh, I think you have to depend on other results and that. So we've just got to try and finish the group off as strongly as possible. Uh, who knows if we get a win on, on Saturday? It leaves you going to Germany. I don't know, needing a win and we'll see what happens. But. Uh, Obviously, it would be great if we if we were able to get a playoff sit, uh, situation in March. It would be good. Uh, but as I say, we, we can't really think of it now. We've just got to uh, concentrate on Holland on Saturday. Are you one of those people then that just like they're not thinking about the, all the calculations and the? No, I think it gives you too much stress. So that it gives you stress and headache, and you don't need that, do you? Just think about your just next think game. about the next game and. If we don't manage to pick anything up, or if we don't manage to, to qualify that way, well then we'll cross our fingers and toes and whatever else that we get a playoff. But I think it's it's no more than we deserve uh, as a playoff. But we'll see. 
And if you play anything like we did in that first half against Germany on Saturday, there won't be many complaints. And the second half as well, we done really well. The second half, we had a sticky 10 or 15 minutes at the start of it when we conceded, but we, we, we dug in, we come back as well. So we had a very good performance against Germany, uh, football-wise. And then we obviously we showed against Holland that we we can revert back to being a horrible rugby team if we need to. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, if we can get another performance like, like the first half in Germany and that Germany game, it'll be... It'll be good. Uh, I expect us to play a bit more in the front foot in, on Saturday than we did in, in Holland away, so I'm sure Windsor will be rocking on, on Saturday night as well. As you said, I mean, the Germany game wasn't an ugly game. The likes of Gavin White coming on and really showed that you yeah. guys can go at big teams like that. Definitely. Obviously, the first half, we could have been 2-0 up in the first half. I think Bailey's made a good save uh, halfway through the first half or towards the end of it. But you know, Connor Washington had two great chances. Uh, yeah, we we could have been two 0 up uh, going into half time, and then obviously they've scored at the start of the second half. We could have just sat in then and, and thought we're on for an onslaught here, really. But we 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 dug deep. You know, they started to to really play well for ten or fifteen minutes, and then obviously we we come back at them and Gavin come on. Uh, you know, just set me up for that chance myself, and it's so close to going in uh, I probably should have scored looking back on it I should have scored but you've just a quick few seconds to make a decision and I just try to smash it and it's gone wide and again the second goal is we're pushing and, and they've broke away and scored so it's uh, we took a lot of belief from that as well and if you look at both games we possibly could have come out of them games for two points if not four points it's just end on a bit of a random Question is one thing we like to ask on the podcast. What's this? Favourite takeaway? In Northern Ireland. In no what? Takeaway shop? Well, yeah, like a, like a tippy or something. In Northern Ireland? In Northern Ireland, though. I'm not really, I'm never here. Uh, if I am here, if I'm in Cookstown, it's all I flooding like, back. Eh? It's all flooding back. No, it's, <laughs> if I'm in Cookstown, which I'm afraid early on, I always go for a chippy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's what a chip shop. I give a shout out to Chuck Wagon in Cookstown. Chuck Wagon, yeah. Not everybody's cup of tea, but I like it. Mm, and the, the, the Richard. Yeah. Richard <laughs> Gere. The, the woman, I think the woman that owns it, our family that owns it, our husband's a big Leeds fan, so big Phil from Cookstown. There you go. Sure, yeah. I've given him a shout out. Eh? So there's like three <laughs> fish suppers all around, is it, when you turn up? Sure. I don't get a fish supper. I get a, usually, a, well, sometimes I do, but pepper chicken burger. Really nice. Oh, sounds good. That's exciting. Yeah. I like that. No, it's nice, but it's not like a like a battered burger or anything. It's like nice pepper chicken. It's really nice mushrooms, onions, whatever you want. Right, let's wrap this up so we can so we can go get one of these now. <laughs> I know, but if I'm in, if I'm if I'm at home in Leeds, I don't know after a game, maybe a Chinese or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, fair Pizza. You don't do the Chinese the same way. No, it's not the same. It's, it's, it's not the same. same. And, and we have... It's going to make me sound like I'm greedy, but we have tried so many Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had, where, where I used to live, we had one Chinese, and it, it was as close to home as you get, but we've moved now, so... I can imagine you being at home and pulling out the drawer and being like, no, try that one, uh, that, that one. It's that a curry one. sauce, you know, nobody can get the curry sauce. Like, no, the ones that cook. It's not right. It's just no. not quite right. 
And if I go in and ask for it, do you ever get a sausage supper at a Chinese? No? No, it's sacrilege. <laughs> I know. I used to get one all the time in Cookstown, but I can't get them in Leeds. It's like people getting an omelette from a Chinese. It's not really, though. <laughs> Well, it's gravy yeah. and peas and chips and sausages and like a cowboy supper. Uh, no, well that's no. That's beans. That's beans. It? <laughs> it's not the same. Still sounds good though. I'm starving, mate. <laughs> 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 uh, well then, there. Let's shoot there and watch his snooker. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much for your time. Sir. No problem, man. Cheers. Take care. Okay, Paul, Harzo, great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Yeah, certainly a fan favourite Harzo is becoming now as well. We um, said at the start of this how we were the models of the new kit. I think yeah. you'll find Harzo is the Harzo. new kit. Yeah, he's been kitted out here today. He's, look, he's looking very <laughs> sharp indeed. What, what do you think of the new kit? Yeah, I like it, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I've seen a couple of rumours circulating about different kits online and like those two, but um, <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Wasn't you leaked those? But yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a hit with the fans. We've obviously seen all about them on Instagram and all, and Twitter and Facebook and all that. T- tell us a little about uh, how that's been for you and how people in Northern Ireland have been reacting to Harlezo. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been a bit surreal. Whenever like we started the social media accounts, we weren't expecting it to grow to what it's become. Um, and I think that's probably because like Northern Ireland really get behind their own. You know, you've got uh, <laughs> they really get behind like Carl Frampton. They get behind the national team, um, and now they're getting behind this dog that balances stuff on his head. So yeah, Where, where's the mural? Where's the part of the mural? Yeah. So obviously, you've got a, a job as well. Yeah, and then you're doing this, but it's all really starting to. Build up now, isn't it? How, how do you balance it? <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose like social media is a, a good, um, it's a good outlet for me. My job's quite serious. I'm a mental health social worker, um, so yeah, whenever I get home from work and get to hang out with my dog and take photos and yeah, it's a bit of fun and, and that's how it's all started. Um, yeah, over the past couple of months though, it's been a lot busier. He's done a lot of television appearances. He's got his own calendar on seal. Yeah, and obviously. Uh, big award for him as well. We were there. Yeah, um, yeah. The Northern Ireland Social Media Awards, the IFA, used one best overall use of social media. Well, is that right? Yeah. Uh, just, well, yeah. 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 Don't like to brag about it. Absolutely. Um, but let's keep talking guy. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about her. So yes, <laughs> yeah. He he took home Personality of the Year, which was a bit mind blowing. I thought at best we'd maybe come like runner up. Um, there was a, a couple of our a couple of our big hitters in the category. Um, but it was a lot of fun to, to see him win it and get the award. <laughs> but um, it's impressive because now he's become kind of well-known within the fan base. I mean, you know, he's been in our pictures in our campaign and things like that. Like, how has that felt for you, being involved in that and having the dog involved? Oh, it's great fun. Like, it, it's it's great um, to, to be invited to these sorts of things and, and have a bit of a laugh, and he loves the attention. And, um, yeah, he, it's as a fan, it, it's, it's great just to see a bit behind the scenes of what goes on with you guys and... Um, you know, the hard work that goes on to, behind these campaigns to try to keep, you know, the focus on fans and the commitment that the fans have. You know, you guys give it back to the fans too and it's great just to see a bit behind the scenes of the hard work that goes into that. What, for yourself, what would be some of your favourite moments then as a, as a Northern Ireland fan yourself? I was lucky enough to go to the Euros in 2016. Um, 
we went to like a few of us went in the back of a van um, <laughs> down, down through down through uh, uh, England, Dover, Calais, and the long drive down to to Lyon, um, and then up to Paris. Um, and obviously, Lyon's a highlight for anyone that's been following Northern Ireland, whether they managed to get to the games or not. Um, that header at the back post, you know, it'll live long in the memories of everyone. Forever etched in our minds now, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, another big game that I was at was the the Spain at home, the David Healy hat trick. Yeah. Um, I think I was sitting in. Where was I sitting? I think I was in the in the south stand, and uh, the fell beside me whenever um, Healy scored the the, the loop over the lob over Casillas' head, just turned around and gave me the biggest, wettest kiss. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we didn't do it. Know him, didn't know him. I was like, well, this is new. <laughs> That's pretty much a good introduction to football fan, isn't it? Yeah. Really, yeah. And what about the the upcoming games? And uh, what, what do you think our chances are against the likes of the Netherlands and Germany, those two weak, wee teams? Those two wee teams. Well, Hors <laughs> was a German dog, but I've had a word with him. Um, <laughs> as a Dachshund, he's German, and I've had a word with him, and he says, no, I'm a Northern Ooh. Ireland fan, I was born here. Oh, I think he's disagreeing. What do you think, buddy? <laughs> big, big, two big challenges, but we, we held our own in the games against them. Like, if you know, if you take away the score lines and, and watch the games, you'll see, like, Northern Ireland really held their own against both teams. Um Two different styles went out at the Germans. We were more defensive against Holland. It'll be interesting to see what way Michael O'Neill switches things up when we're at home against Holland. I think that we'll probably be more attacking. Um, and at Windsor Park, like anything can happen. You know, we've just talked about like you know England, Spain, all those big games. Like you know, we get an extra gear, and I think maybe we were missing that in the last ten minutes against Holland. Just to, to hold on, um, you'll get that here. So. So obviously I hope you're now well informed and ready for our double header starting with the Netherlands here on Saturday with Germany and Frankfurt on Tuesday in what's going to be a, well hopefully will be a massive two games thinking of Euro 2020 next summer. Whether these are uh, good games or bad games for us are going to be defining on us getting to the Euros so they are absolutely huge and the next time we speak you know we're going to know. Going to know the outcome? Yeah it's crazy. But anyway, if you want to join us on Saturday, uh, here's how you can find out more about how you can get your hands on two tickets. Hardest is going to give away two tickets to the Netherlands game this Saturday. All you have to do is comment below with a dog emoji and hit the subscribe button on the Northern Ireland YouTube page. <laughs> and I'm just checking for glue here. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. So thank you to our guests for your time today. Thank you for listening. And as always, enjoy the game. We look forward to seeing you in our new kit. Yep, but not in these ones because we're taking these back after the show because I haven't been paid yet. Aye, we uh, need a wee perk. Yeah, don't be wrecking the label when you're taking that off. Sorry. But anyway, as always, there's only one thing to say, Adam. You almost had it out there. You were almost too quick off the mark. He gets excited. Green White Army! It's a good ball, the flag stays down. He-